TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. What an incredible night for the Golden State Warriors. I want to hear from you at 888 That's 888 Warriors wrap up. My God. You know, I think the biggest take, and I want your biggest takeaway of the start of this season at 888 I think my biggest takeaway, and it's something that I really, really like, because I was worried. I don't know about you, but I was worried. I mean, the way everybody talked at the end of last season, the stuff that was being said when we did the parade, and Steve Kerr looked at us, how how am I going to motivate these guys next year? How do I keep from having apathy on this team for the regular season when people say the regular season does not matter? Well, you know what? I can't tell you how proud I am of these guys because they've come out and they've rocked it. There hasn't been any apathy. They have come out to win games. They've come out to kick people's behind, and I love it. They're playing right now the way the guy and the teams, great teams in Chicago, the way they played. Jordan brought it every night. It didn't matter if it was home. It didn't matter if it was road, if it was East Coast, West Coast. MJ Pippen, those dudes brought it every single night. Last year, we didn't get that. Last year, we heard so much about tired and it's tough and it's a long road and it's a long season. And oh my God, you think about, you know, all the flying around. I mean, they, we heard that a lot last year. Not hearing that this year. They're coming out to whoop people's you know what. And it's been a lot of fun to watch. So I want your biggest takeaway of the start of the season at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. And everyone was saying it. Don't worry. At some point, Clay Thompson's going to break out of it. Not only did he break out of it, he set an NBA record. 14-3. 14 to beat Stephs. And one of the cool things about this team is how much they root for each other and how much that, and I bet on a night like this, hey, everybody knows. Everybody knows Clay Thompson's been struggling. They wanted to get him going. And if you're listening to Tim Roy here on 95.7, you heard it early and they just started feeding him. They just started feeding him. And you know, I, I understand sportsmanship and I understand the type of deal when um, when somebody's hot and the game starts to be a blowout and it's just kind of a courtesy that you take your starters out and you don't pour it on. But wasn't, wasn't that kind of like tonight you want to see him just keep going? How many could he put up? If he just kept playing and he kept firing, how many could he have put up tonight? Because I'll tell you what, that 14 mark... That's not going to last long. I don't think any of these three-point records in-game are going to last. Somebody's going to beat it, and it's probably going to be a Golden State Warrior. 52 tonight, he was 14 for 24 from three-point range. 24 made threes in the game, most in franchise history, one off the NBA record. At halftime, like I couldn't believe this. You looked up, and there's Clay firing, and everybody's getting going. And next thing you know, 92 points in the first half. 92. I mean, just incredible. 
it's it's like every single time we're doing a post game show, something historical happens. Ninety two first half points. It was ninety two fifty at half. This was one of the great offense offensive explosion in the game's history. When you put up this guy, because if the Warriors, let's let's say the Bulls were matching him, what could the Warriors? I mean, what could they have got to? What could the score have been? They called off the dogs. What if they didn't call off the dogs? Let's say Chicago was matching. It'd be one of the great games. What could they have scored? This team is absolutely magical. Magical. And it's time to hear from you, the fans. And brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Best since 1952. Let's go to Mike and Phoenix. Lead us off tonight here on Warriors Wrap Up. Hey, Brett, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, I made a comment that, uh, on Timberway's email yesterday about what I thought play was going to go off really soon. I didn't expect it to go off tonight. And the way this team has started the season off has just been absolutely fantastic. Um, you don't see that lethargicness like you saw at the beginning of last year. I mean, this it seems like everybody's in tune and they have a common mission. But, yeah, I when Clay was on that roll in the first half and I saw him drop that 10th uh, three there before the end of halftime, I just kept thinking to myself, even though even though the score was spread out the way it was, I was just saying, let's go for let's go for Steph's record, and because that thought was was going to be the only drama left of the night, and the the team meshed. And and your comment about if Spoles would have made this game more competitive, this could have been ended up possibly being uh, the highest scoring game in league history if the, if the Bulls were anywhere close in this game, and. It was just a, it was a magical night, and I love how the, everybody on the bench is all in tune together, and they're having fun together, and it's fun to watch. And thank you for taking my call, and I'll listen to your comments off air. Thanks. Yes, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1, KGMZ San Francisco, the radio home of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, and if there would have been a competitive game, and that's what I was kind of thinking about at half. I'm like, God. It's 92-50. This game's over. That means Clay. at some point, they're going to pull him out. Here's the thing. If you're, if you're like, totally cool with the fact that a guy, if he's going off, he should continue to play, you have to be cool with it happening to you then. And a lot of teams just aren't. But I really would have liked to see... Clay Thompson, play this game. Play 35 minutes. Keep feeding him. See how many he could put in. Can he get to 20? I mean, he had 14 in 27 minutes. In 27 minutes, Clay Thompson took 24 threes in 27 minutes, almost a three a minute. I mean, it's an insane line. You, you look, they've had an NBC Bay Area put this up there and it was the graphic was pretty wow you think of 20 point quarters how many guys even have 20 point quarters in their career the Warriors have played eight games this year they have played eight games and they have had a 20 point quarter four times already in half the games they've had a 20 point quarter Steph did it He had 20, he had 23, Kevin Durant recently had his big night, he had 25, and then Klay Thompson tonight with 22 and a quarter. So in half your games, your best players are putting up 20-point quarters. That's the thing that I keep saying about doing this show. It's like after every single show, it seems like, There's something, a record, something magical. And we're enjoying the regular season. We're actually enjoying the journey. And that's what I think I read about this year. I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. So Clay had 22 of his 52. So he had 22 of his 52 in the first quarter. Three different Warriors have now scored at least 40 points in the first quarter. Eight games. 
first eight games. So I want your biggest takeaway, 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. Whether you want to get into this game, I mean, talking about the opponent is irrelevant. They had guys hurt. They're not very good. And this road trip, you know, you just breeze in and out. But the Warriors right now, the way they are going, and how unselfish they can be. Like, look, Draymond Green tonight. Do you think Draymond cares that he only had three points tonight? Do you think he cares about that? I bet Draymond Green was so happy for his friend, Clay Thompson, that he's not worried about it. I mean, he had 11 assists. He had six rebounds. He did his part. And then... I bet everybody walks away from this just happy about one thing. They're happy for Clay Thompson. McKinney back home tonight. How about that? He had 19. Always cool to go back home and have a big night. So that's good for him. So the number triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. That's triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. We'll get into your phone calls. We're also going to hear from Steve Kerr because we were not able to play him during the broadcast. So we will be. That was one of the coolest things too. By the way, I don't know if you heard the pregame show. I was driving up today, so obviously Steve Kerr talks to to our man Tim Roy before every single game, and at the end of their interview. He talked about being back in Chicago. And I thought it was one of the cool things of the broadcast because, you know, we all watched those Bull teams. We remember how good they were. And Steve Kerr said, walking into this building is always something very, very special for me. Why? Because he, four out of his five years with the Bulls, he played in that building and he won three titles there. And when he walks out onto that floor and he looks up to those banners, Steve Kerr was a part of those banners. And the way, just having him talk about it and just think about it, that's what it's going to be like for we don't know what the warrior these warrior players are going to do. Are they going to get into coaching? Are they going to get into broadcasting? But at some point, and of course, it'll be at the Chase Center in San Francisco, those guys will be walking in and they're going to remember the greatness. And you look up the banners and you're so proud because you were such a big part of that. Let's go to Eric in Shasta. Eric, you're on 95.7. Hey, Tony, thanks for taking my call. You, you talked about a takeaway for the first eight games. I just see more joy in all the players, just just the way they're moving about, the passing, and just working for each other, whether it's the last year at the at the Coliseum or looking forward to next year or maybe even Durant leaving. I don't know. They're just playing with more joy. Yeah, I have no idea why. You can, But you can totally tell, right? I mean, you can really tell just – the way they're vibing in this, last year seemed like such a drag on them. There's no drag this year. No, they're, they're, there's a bounce in their step, and there's just something about this year that just shows they're, they're, they're locked in from 1 through 82 this year. And you know what, Eric? If you're playing a bad team, you should just go out there and whoop them. Give them their beating and get out of town. Yeah, I, I just hope everybody stays healthy, and I don't, I'll knock on wood on that one. But thank you very much for taking my call. Thank you very much. Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Let's go to Lee in Santa Clara. Good evening, Lee. Hey, Tony. Uh, the thing that I think really made a difference so far was the first game of the season getting off to a win. And I think a lot of people forget the incredible record of the past two years, but the Warriors started off both seasons with a loss. If you remember, they, they got blown out in Durant's first game, and then Houston beat them last year. And I think that that first game win over OKC, and then I think coming back with the Jarebko uh, tip-in, really got them galvanized. And as you know, sometimes – uh, you know, kind of the emotions and the momentum and all of that sort of intangible stuff can be very delicate. And I think somehow those two things really got the team going in the right direction. And it's just building off of itself. You can see Curry has an awesome game. Durant comes back. Clay does something like this. And the momentum is just sort of feeding off itself now. Yeah, because the, the thing that when, when people talk, ah, oh, it's a tough season. Well, you still got to play the season. And if you're a great player – you know, one of the things that makes you great is accumulating stats. You know, at the end of your career, they'll talk about championships, but they're also going to say how many points you scored. They're going to talk about your rebounds, your assists, and all that kind of stuff. So it's, I mean, you're, you're lucky as hell to be playing in this league, to be getting paid to play basketball. I want to see the team have fun. I mean, you want to see them have joy. 
And that's what we're seeing out of this team. And, you know, we always talk about, Lee, you know, we talk about how many wins can they have in a season, and everybody kind of, you know, after 73 wins, you know, they, they want to tamper it down a little bit. The reality is if they're going to go out and have fun and play like this, who knows how many they can win. And, you know, what was the narrative from even before the first game of the season last year? Oh, we're so tired because of the China trip. Oh, we're so, you know, we're so jet-lagged. Oh, we're not quite in shape yet. It's just like that malaise kind of carried on. But, again, with starting off the season with a win and then that Jarebko, you know, tip in, here's a new guy bringing new energy onto the team, it's just got the whole mindset change. I'm fired up. This feels to me like that 2015 vibe again. I like it. Thank you, Lee. There's a great vibe. Whatever it is, it's much different than last year. Last year was painful at times, right? Why why would a championship run be painful? Painful is when you're one and six and one and seven like the Niners and the Raiders. That's painful. You know what's painful? Being one and six and you got nine games left for the Raiders. That's painful. Going out and whooping up on people, traveling around the country, being basically like a rock they're rock stars. The Golden State, that's who everybody wants to see. Everybody's paying big money because they want to see the Warriors are going to show up one time in in Chicago. They're going to show up one time in New York. People want to see it. It's the best show in all of sports. No offense to anybody else. Boston Red Sox were just a great team. Won 108 games, mowed through the playoffs. They're terrific. Guy on Monday Night Football tonight, Tom Brady and the Patriots. My God, New England's had a lot of great success. But still, nothing is a better show than the Golden State Warriors. Nothing. Because they have stars. They've got firepower. And it's see, that's kind of one of the cool things. I mean, think if you're a little kid tonight and your dad or mom took you to the game and you got to see this tonight. You'll remember that for the rest of your life. The rest of your life, you'll remember that. I remember when I was 12 years old, Dad took me to the, he, he took me to the game, and I got to see a record and Clay Thompson, and there's Kevin Durant, and Steph Curry. We we may take it for granted, but think of all these other fans. I don't even think you have to be an NBA fan to appreciate what's going on. You're just a sports fan, but think if you're like 14, 12, or whatever, and you went to that game tonight, you got to see that. How much you'll appreciate that for the rest of your life. Let's go to Lionel and Fremont. Go ahead, Lionel. You're on 95.7. County, man, this game got me sound like guru. I'm excited. I'm excited. I knew Clay T was going to come out any moment, man. And what better place in Chicago, you know, Chicago, as Ace Ventura would say. Um, but, you know, it was, man, that was that was awesome. You know what I mean? I caught some of it on the radio with the Tim Roy sensation. I caught some of it on TV. I mean, this what the Warriors are doing for us Barry fans in general are having us relax about how lousy our football teams are. I mean, could you imagine if it was the old Warriors and this lousy football we got going on? I don't mean to get off top, but they're basically like they're, they're like they're like therapy for us. They're like they're like a stress reliever. You know, we turn on these games and we're like, oh, okay, we got the Warriors. All right, all right. And I, I, I like the like all the old callers are pointing out their dominance to come out blazing. I know the first, I know the home opener win was a good win, but I like the Jazz one. The Jazz game, basically, where they got it and they jumped up and down like some little kids at the end. I mean, that that was just terrific right there. That just showed the momentum that they had going into the season. And I like it how they're basically stepping on everyone's throats. Go, Duke! Thank you very much. What a win tonight for the Golden State Warriors. They absolutely hammered the Chicago Bull, the Chicago Bulls 149 to 124. They're 7 and 1, 4 and 1 on the road to start the early season. We're taking your phone calls at 888-957-9570 and you also hear from the head coach next right here on Warriors Wrap Up. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. And Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Steve Kerr, after the game, was asked, what role did he play in Clay's big night? You think I did that? That was not uh, not my choice. Um, no, he. Uh, I didn't even realize what was happening record-wise until... Uh, they called a timeout. He had made a couple in the second half, and uh, I heard Clay saying, two more, two more. And that's when I realized uh, 
And I didn't even know who had the record, and so I asked Steph. I go, do you have the record? He goes, yeah. And so I'm a little slow on the uptake on some of this stuff. I'm worried about the rest of the game. But, uh, you know, at that point, the guys were just feeding him every time. And that's, you know, I think that's how much they care about Clay and they all, you know, felt for him because he's had a rough start to the season. And obviously, um, you know, he got it going tonight, to say the least. It was incredible pace um, without home run swings. You know, it was all we were doing was uh, making fundamentally sound plays out of great pace, and that's that's our dream. That's what we preach all the time. It's um, it's not you know it's easier said than done. It's not always. Um, going to happen but when Draymond is pushing the ball like that and making good decisions um, and the guards are screening for each other on the perimeter um, it's it can be devastating and, and I think yeah, I think we only had three turnovers in the first half so that was um, that was really fun to watch I mean our guys were, were dialed in Steve you obviously you had Steph the other night uh, at 51 KD at 25 and Fourth Madison Square play has this night. What's the last week been like watching these uh, performances like this? Um, it's it feels like year five of coaching the Golden State Warriors. I mean, <laughs> seriously, this is what it's been like. You know, um, I can't even tell you how how lucky I am and how I feel every night just watching these guys and and uh, you know, how unselfish they are. Uh, they basically take turns. They, they encourage each other. They want each other to do well. And uh, we have all this talent. But the key is that these guys are committed to each other. You know, they play hard for each other. And, and they want each other to have success. And that's that's why it works. And um, it's been it's been amazing to be along for the ride. Steve, you're obviously coaching the game. But like how many times through this week with Stephen? Yeah, I mean the, the the game has gotten so fast. Obviously, all, all around the league, um, and um, you know our our guys love that. But uh, there's there's you know it's hard to find you know three other guys in the league who can heat up as quickly as Steph Clay and KD, and uh, and that's what what makes them special. Um, you know the. Uh, Steph and KD have been so sharp to start the season, and I think tonight they were just thrilled to, to see Clay get it going, and they were obviously feeding him the ball as much as they could. And Steve Kerr was brought to you by Kia. You know what he said there, right there towards the end? These three guys can heat up faster than anybody, maybe in the history of the game. I mean, when you think about being able to have a guy who's got an off night going, and the next thing you know, he's putting up 14 three-pointers. 14. I mean, still just the numbers when you look at Clay Thompson took 24 threes in 27 minutes. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. And I just kind of, you know, I wish the Chicago Bulls just could have stayed, if they could have played longer. You want to see what could he get to when he's feeling it. When a guy's absolutely fit, you know, he's he's in that zone. And his shot felt good tonight. It felt good from the start. You could tell. You could just tell by the body language. How about Clay wearing the headband tonight? But could he got to 20, 18? There's no way this is a ra- – I mean, the way basketball is changing – like it's nice to have the record, but who's to say he'll even have that by the end of the year? You'd be shocked if Steph doesn't get 15 in a game. How great would that be? They just keep going back and forth and breaking each other's records. <laughs> All right, you got 14, I'm getting 15. All right, you got 15, I'm getting 18. Yeah, these single-season three-point records, they're not going to last very long. And Steph Curry with just a pedestrian 23 points tonight. Once again, the Western Conference Player of the Week for the 13th time. 
23 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 7 of 9 from the field. This team is just, it's just incredible to watch. We'll get back to your phone calls at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. We're also going to hear from Clay Thompson. But before we do all of that, it's time for the play of the game. It's time for the play of the game. Tune in tomorrow morning to Steinmetz and Guru at 10.30 for your chance to win $100. Now, here's the play of the game. Durant, middle, right side, Clay takes a dribble. Now the three. Got it! An NBA record for Clay Thompson. 14 threes. Chicago calls time. And to a man, every player off the Warriors bench congratulates Clay Thompson, who has breaking Steph Curry's record. And the play of the game, brought to you by Putnam Auto. Visit Putnam Cadillac Chevrolet Buick GMC in Burlingame, featuring the all-new XT4 crossover SUV, or visit PutnamGM.com. You know who's getting really good at celebrating on the bench, and he's feeling it? That's Boogie Cousins. So when you get home tonight, wait till you see. Clay hits the three, he puts both hands up, And then they show the bench. The bench just erupts, and one of the guys is Boogie. There's been a couple times this year Boogie has been really fired up. He's feeling it. Can you imagine? Imagine all these years you're in Sacramento, then you're in New Orleans, and now you're playing for the Golden State Warriors. I bet he's chomping at the bit to get in, to be ready to go. Let's go to the yard doctor in Napa. Doctor, how are you tonight? Well, I'm feeling good about the Warriors, and yeah, I wanted to say uh, people can go on to YouTube and they can look up this video. It's about Clay and his dad, and how his dad used to take him back to the Bahamas and visit his grandpa, and how his grandpa gave him permission to go to to uh, high school in the United States to play basketball, and and how that turned everybody's life around. So Clay Thompson's dad, they went back to the Bahamas to see Grandpa, and Grandpa tells the story about how he let the dad, who was, Michael was a terrific player himself, was the number one pick, and multi, what, he went two titles at the Lakers, so he allowed him to go to high school in in the United States. Yeah, and Michael Thompson, I think, was a first-round top draft pick. Yeah, he was the first pick in the draft. And so this all come see it talks about how his dad, you know, started playing basketball and there and he goes all around the Bahamas showing him, "Okay, this is my court in my backyard. There's not much room to move, but you can shoot." And then he takes him downtown to the court that is like the court in the in New York where all the best players go, and how he was not confident enough to go on that court with the best Bahamian players. But yet, the high school coach came from Florida, and he was looking for another guy named Thompson and wound up going to this house and ran into this kid that's, you know, on his way to being 6'8", and wound up going, hey, I want this kid. And now it's just a great video. You can Google it up on YouTube. I appreciate the note, Yard Doctor. Thank you. There is something to be said about these kids who grow up and their dads are professional athletes. They see it different. Look at Pat, Look at Patrick Mahomes right now in Kansas City. Obviously, his dad was a Major League Baseball player. But there's something, there's this confidence. There's this, the moment's not too big for a lot of these guys. And we see it with Clay, and we see it with Steph. You know, whether you're talking about your dad was a professional athlete or your dad was like a, a, a coach, you think of Jack Elway, John Elway. When you've been around the game that you love, or you've been around professional athletes, 
There's got to be some benefit to that. There has to be. Think of Barry Bonds. For God's sakes, Barry Bonds was shagging balls with Willie Mays as a little kid. Can you imagine that? Willie Mays is your godfather. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You're getting the good DNA. Obviously, if dad's playing in the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball or hockey or whatever, golf, I mean, obviously, you got good DNA. and You take that good DNA and you grow up around it. It has to be an advantage. It just has to be. I mean, Bonds will tell you, I mean, running around, I mean, Ken Griffey, I mean, these guys, Ken Griffey was running around the clubhouse of the Big Red Machine. That's why Griffey, Griffey immediately walks in and he looks like he's been in the big, he's like, he's a little kid. But he walks into the big leagues and he he's, he's greatness. There has to be something when you grow up around it and it's so familiar to you versus the guy who first like, oh, my dream is just to be in a big league clubhouse. Someone like Griffey or someone like Steph, I've been, I've been here my entire life. Of course I'm going to be here. There's that confidence. We still need to hear from Clay Thompson. What was it like to set the record? You're going to find out right here. Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. Clay Thompson now with it. Backs up. He'll take a three in the right corner. Knocked it down to Thompson. Quick release and a splash. Another three for Clay. He's in his first three shots. You knew it was coming in the Warriors lead by seven. Off a down screen. He's open left side and buries another three. Timeout Chicago. Warriors lead by ten. The slump is over for Clay Thompson and the whole pitch goes out to meet him. Thompson fakes, takes a dribble and buries another three. Clay Thompson. Thompson has half of the Warrior points. Thompson drifting right, shoots over Levine, buried another one. Another three for Clay. Right now, there should be two plays the Warriors should run. Give Clay the ball. Clay, come get the ball. Clay Thompson gets the ball. Left side three. Why not? Why not? Clay, the trailing three, buried it. Money. The net's not even moving. It's not even moving. Back to Clay. It's a corner three, and yes, it is a swish. Ball comes inside. Thompson goes outside. Catches it. Hits a three. Design play right out of the timeout. He just can't miss. Clay Thompson turns, catches, says, no, I'm going to hit a shot, and it's another three. Steve Kerr goes and sits down. Clay Thompson may be bleeding in his forehead now. Clay Thompson open three and right up home another one. Curry, timeline, three-point line, finds Clay, quick release, and a splash! He's tied the NBA record, held by Curry with 13 threes. Right side, Clay takes a triple, now the three, got it! An NBA record for Clay Thompson, 14 threes. Chicago calls time. And to a man, every player off the Warriors bench congratulates Clay Thompson, who has breaking Steph Curry's record. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Warriors wrap up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. So the Warriors right now are 4 and 0 against the East. Can you imagine if they played against the East? Dating back to 2014-2015 season, you can't make this up. Golden State is now 105 and 19. 105 and 19 dating back to 2014-2015 season, best mark in the NBA over that span. They've only lost to somebody in the East 19 times. Are you kidding me? Let's hear from the man who made it all happen tonight. Here's Clay Thompson after the game. Uh, I don't even know. Probably that pull-up three in transition off the bounce. I don't think I had one all year, so that felt good. And um, I just knew I was due for a big big night. I just knew it. How frustrating has the last 10 days or so been? It's been frustrating, but I always look at the bright side, and we've been winning games. And I've been shooting a great percentage other than from the three-point three, three point line, so I knew it was going to fall eventually. And, um, yeah, once I started clicking, it just shows what our team's made of. And we were still winning games when I wasn't even shooting that well. So that's a, I always look at the bright side that it was eventually going to come. Hey, Clay, what were those moments like, like not just when you broke the record, but when your teammates were mobbing you, I think, after you hit the first four shots? And so what I do this for is those moments that you share with your teammates. 
That's why we play basketball because it's a collective effort. And uh, I really believe I don't know if I would be able to break these records I have gotten in my past, just like tonight, without the system I play in or the team I'm with or the guys I play with because, uh, you know, they knew even before I went out for the second half, Steph looked at the box score and said, go get it. And that just shows you the unselfishness that is with him, within him. The same with, you know, KD and Draymond and DJ and everyone else that was out there on the floor were trying to find me and get me good looks. What was that lead up like? Because I think, like, Steph tried to pass to you twice and Draymond, I think. I might have forced a few bad shots, but I was just so anxious because uh, anytime there's an NBA record at stake, you uh, kind of get a little, little nervous. And... Um, I'm just so blessed to be able to play with the guys I do, and it's uh, it was such a, it was an amazing night. I hopefully never forget. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it's rare when that happens. You know, every game I've had like this has been at home, except for OKC. So tonight was so much fun and to get an ovation just from these good people are just fans of basketball and they appreciate a performance like that. And uh, you know, when when you when you just touch the ball and um, you uh, feel the electricity in the crowd, that's, that's why we play. When did you start thinking about the record as a possibility? That 13th three, and I was thinking in my mind, like, man, I'm one more away from the NBA record. Um, I knew it was inside; it was uh, doable. Um, I just wanted it so bad to hit that point. Sounds like it. He's entered your mind though at halftime when Steph's talking about. It definitely did. I was, I'm human, so I don't know. I'd be lying to you if it didn't. I've been in this position before. I've had 10, 11 threes, but never got close to 14. So I'm just thankful I was in that position. Clay, to your point, what's it like putting, putting up shots knowing that? Shoot. It's, it's the best feeling. Something I haven't felt in the first six, seven games. So. Uh, to snap out of a slump with a record, it's uh, couldn't ask for a better way to do it. And I'm just going to continue this momentum on Wednesday. And um, it's the best feeling in basketball, or one of the best feelings in basketball, when you touch the ball and feel like it's going in every time. How exactly did you get the gash on the forehead? Did it bother you? Not really. I was just so in the zone that I just wanted to put a head, some a Band-Aid and headband over it and get out there. I mean, me and DJ ran into each other. A couple of idiots, but it happens, and I wasn't letting that stop me from attempting for this record. But you obviously got your big night tonight, but what's it been like this past week seeing Kevin this big night? Uh, it's been awesome, especially I was talking to my uncle about it. I don't know how many teams I'll be I'll be on, unfortunate enough to be shooting as poorly as I did and be and have one loss. So shows you the depth of our team. Shows you how talented we are, and we have two superstars who can literally carry us to wins. So to, you know, slide in there a few times a year and, you know, shock the world is, I'll take that. What's kind of the bench five like when you or, or Steph and Kevin are having these nights and shots are falling? Or... I mean, it's, it's fun to be on the bench. I mean, you just, uh, you know, seeing guys get in their zone, especially all of our, our guys, we work so hard and it's, uh, it's, it's just fun. Like the look? I do. I look like Jackie Moon out there, and uh, <laughs> so I, I was feeling good. And he's one of my favorite characters in all sports movies, so that's probably why I broke the record. <laughs> he is the coolest guy. Hi, Butcher. How are you? What's up, buddy? I just—if there was a professional athlete, if they could say, who would you want to be? I, I think it'd be Clay Thompson. Yeah, he's high on my list as well. He's just such a cool customer. And and the way he, he plays is so effortless, so just unselfish. You know, he, he took five dribbles on the 14 made threes tonight. Five dribbles. And and the way him and Steph kind of play Batman and Robin, they're just such a great complement to each other. Steph, on any other team, we think of basketball players as being selfish, right? You know, I want to get mine. I'm Russell Westbrook. I'm trying to get my triple-double. Steph's Mr. Three-Pointer, and he's pointing to Clay, get open so I can feed you the rock. And then he's celebrating before the shot even goes up. In the, I mean, it's just their unity and, and the way they, those two are. And it, Draymond's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Kevin Durant's a freak. But their cohesion is so special. So special. And just to see him do that against the Bulls, who when I was a kid, Townie. Oh, they were 
The Bulls, this is what I said to the guys in the back. They're all younger than me, all right, significantly younger. I said, the Bulls were what the Warriors or are, what the Warriors were, and the Warriors are what the Bulls were, meaning they've completely switched roles. Jordan and Pippen used to come to town. They would spank my Warriors in about quarter and a half and then they go sit on the bench. It was the big deal. Yes. It, you know, two teams I really think about the rock star image. Because you can go, I mean, I, I obviously the Lakers and the Celtics of the 80s. Absolutely. But things changed. There was no internet. Mm-hmm. So there was, you know, there was limited coverage compared to what we have today. You know, a rock star team was like the 98 Yankees, that run in the late 90s by the Yankees. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was a big deal. Oh, yeah. They were just monsters. Paul O'Neill and Jeter and Bernie Williams. and Next, you know, they're adding Roger Clemens. It's like, come on, what? And then, of course, you think of Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Yeah. These these teams were, were, were absolute rock stars. And you had Jordan and his popularity on his own, plus the fact of what he did with the shoe game. Just just the tennis shoe game for kids my age. At the time, I was a teenager when Jordan would come to town. I mean, he was larger than life. Pippen was larger than life. And then the other guy, Phil Jackson, was larger than life. And then you throw in Dennis Rodman with the hair and all of his shenanigans and his antics. I mean, they were a rock band. And when they came to your arena, I mean, it was must-see TV. And back then, I mean, a lot of the home games weren't even televised. No. So many people forget. It's like... Even in the 90s, you remember, I think, KICU? I think the Giants, when I first started my career, the Giants had like 90-something games on television. The A's had like even far less than that. And the majority of the baseball ones were road games. They didn't get... It was not until the Giants went to Pac Bell Park yes. did they get every basically every single game on television. Yeah. Now every game's on television. But back in the day, no, I mean, you try and tell people, hey, listen, the NBA Finals yeah. was on tape delay after the news. <laughs> Just in two thousand seven, we all talk about the We Believe team. If I miss if I'm not remembering it properly, but I think it was late in two thousand seven they played the Minnesota Timberwolves on like a Sunday. The game wasn't on television. It literally wasn't on television. You had to listen on the radio. It wasn't on TV. I want to say it was the Timberwolves late in that season, just up until 11 years ago. Hey, the A's, to get their 20th win, that game wasn't on TV. Really? The Hatterberg game? Yes, it wasn't on TV because Dodgers-Giants. Wow. It's amazing how things have changed. Oh, big time. It it is amazing. How about this? You want a good nuggy-nug here on, on Warriors Yeah, give me up? a nuggy-nug. Break me off. The Warriors set a franchise record for both points and a half with 92 in the first, eclipsing the previous mark of 90 set by hmm. the Philadelphia Warriors against the New York Knicks. They did it in the second half, March 2nd, 1962, in another record-setting game. What happened in that game that was record-setting? I don't know. Wilt Chamberlain went for 100 points. You know who scored the second most amount of points that game? No. I think it was Al Adels. Probably think, wasn't a lot. I think No, I think it was like 19. <laughs> I want to say it was like 19 points. So think about It's like every single time we're doing a broadcast, it's like every broadcast, <laughs> there's like something special that happens. And you brought up a great point. At some point, I'd like to see Steve Kerr get ejected from the game just so he has no connection to it. And I want to see these Warriors run up the score on someone. If someone's hot like this. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's where that's where I said earlier tonight, we needed Chicago to do their part. We needed Chicago to stay somewhat close. Like Chicago had to be within 10 points. <laughs> and so Al had, had 17 points in that game. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. So we needed Chicago to keep pace to see what – I mean – 24 threes. He chucked up 24 threes in 27 minutes. It's incredible. It's They scored 92 in the first half, Downey. I mean, what if they, you know, okay, listen. And I know it's because it sucks because you're humiliating the other team and no one wants to be. But no, are, are you, though? I, I know it's that. It's easy for us who are not playing to say, well, just stop it. Because what ends up happening is you never know who's going to get agitated. Yeah. And next thing you know, Clay goes up for a shot. Next thing you know, he's getting. His legs knocked out from under him, or that's why I need Boogie the Enforcer back. Someone takes a cheap shot, and that's you know that's that, and then then all of a sudden one of the guys is hurt, and you go, well, why were you running up on him? And you know because you go back to last year, 
The Phoenix Suns didn't think it was all that funny that Steve Kerr wasn't coaching. Yeah. And we all said, ah, who cares? But then you forget. You forget what it was like to be the Warriors back in the day. Oh, but you know what? I, I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed when teams came into Oakland and, and routed them. On, yeah, and whooped <laughs> up on us. Because that would, that might be the only time. Because, again, we were going back to television. They didn't have four games on on a Thursday night or on a Friday night or anything like that. They didn't have the NBA channel. Yeah, there wasn't a league pass. Exactly. So, you know, you only got to see teams only a handful of times. I remember it was a big deal when Christian Leitner and the Timberwolves were coming to town in 92, 93. You know, because he was a big star from Duke. And he was someone who had more, on the dream team. Exactly. He had more name recognition than a lot of the other guys on his team. It was cool when they went into the Hall of Fame and, you know, and they're like, hey, Christian Leitner was on this team. <laughs> he's, 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 he he was should a, have been Shaq. He was part of the dream team. I know. That's unbelievable. He was part of the dream team. This is the dream team right now, though. 149, 124. Yeah, these, these, these teams in the East, they got no shot. They've got no shot. The only did you did you do you see that stat I have? Oh yeah, 105 and, and 19. 2014-2015 season. Since that season to where we are to date, against the East, the Warriors are 105 and 19. If they play, you know what? I think they could sniff 73 again if they played in the East. They might sniff it this year. They're playing hard. Yeah. This is like but, but what about night the joy? and day. This is night and day from last year. Uh, but I also think that they're playing with a looseness and uh, a joy. Like, all the young guys on the bench are all into it. I feel like they've reinvigorated kind of the, the older guys. The Steph and Clay are now the older guys. And I feel like a lot of the, the youth infusion has made them so much more loose and relaxed. And I feel like there's a joy with which they're carrying themselves. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com. The home of home search. So how about this? And I think he felt victim to this. And he needed to change. And you might be saying, where the hell is he going with this one? I think it was Steve Kerr who needed to make a change. And I think he figured that out because I'll never forget, he came, you know, came off the float. Whatever that, we never got to see it because we were in the back. Mm -hmm. Steiny Guru and I. Mm -hmm. And, uh. So he can't. So Steve Kirk comes walking up and he started talking about, you know, how tough it was and the apathy and blah, 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 and how tough this next season was going to be. Well, I think he figured, I think Steve, and it'd be great to ask him this. Did you in the offseason say, you know what, maybe I fell victim to, I mean, because Steve talked a lot about how tough it was, right? Mm hmm. Well, that that's the leader, and the leader keeps saying how tough it is and how long the journey <laughs> is, and oh my God, if your leader's you doing to that, believe it. everybody starts talking that way. And I think he realized after the parade that, you know what, we've got to switch it up. Yeah. Because they were not having fun. No. They did not look like, they looked almost like the no fun bunch at times Absolutely. last year. Now Steve is not talking about how tough it is, the regular season, it's a grind. Well, if everybody's talking like that, of course it's going to be a grind. These guys look like they're having a blast. They look like they're loving playing basketball again. So it's funny you say that because, and I don't mean to bring it down to a screeching halt, but the whole time I'm watching McKinney, Alfonso McKinney, 12 miles away he grew up. He's having a great game. I think he scored more points than he's ever scored in an NBA game. And I'm thinking to myself, Boy, Matt, Patrick McCaw, what are you thinking? How? What's your end game here? Why are you not with this team? I, 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 and is that? Am I being too negative there? No, I, I don't get what his end game play is. So it, it's kind of like, okay, you're not collecting a paycheck right now. I know. I mean, who are you? I, I the the advice he's getting. Let me tell you, it would not hurt for him. Play another year for the Warriors and win another ring. Absolutely, right? I mean that that that. Look at Looney. Look at look at look at your resume. Yeah, you're just because because what ends up happening is whether you're a great player or you're not. The bottom line is this: people want players, role players from teams that win championships. Yes, you know who was one of those guys? Hmm. Steve Kerr. Yeah, he was. Right? Yeah, people he was. want you know. Oh, yeah. Well, they, everybody would like to take Jordan Pippen off the Bulls. Give <laughs> <laughs> me Will Purdue. You're not going to get that guy. Yeah. But 
you're going to get the Judd Bushlers of the mm-hmm. world and the Steve Kerrs of the world, and those guys are going to get jobs. Arizona. And they're going to get paid yep. because you're looking at them going, I'm bringing a championship guy. This guy's coming from the right culture. Bushler was a warrior, too, by the way. So I'm like, Patrick McCall, that's you. I know. I know. Well, and, and this is a guy who, as a rookie, played significant finals minutes on the wing and, and was a facilitator. Knocked down a couple big shots. I know last year was it was a really bad sophomore slump. He got hurt. The ankle. Then it was the, the, the serious spinal injury. And I know his threes were just not falling. The guy couldn't buy a bucket. He couldn't hit the ocean if he fell out of a boat, as they say. And asked his way back to Santa Cruz. Crazy. Never heard of anything like that. N- nor have I. And Who's then, ever said, you know what, I want to go back to the minor leagues? Well, and I'm listening to Kalena on Joe Lowe and Dips to promote, you know, from 6 to 10 in the morning. And Kalena saying, you know, he was off to the side and very uh, melancholy when everyone was celebrating at the parade. And I just, what what can be going on in his life or in his head? What's the advice he's getting? Because he is so missing out on this. And I don't – has has that ship sailed? Can they even go back to that? I, I don't know. How do you not want to be on the best team? Like, whoever said, you know what, I don't want to be with the Yankees. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this La- this Laker thing sucks. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Ask Mitch Richmond about that at the end of his career. Oh, uh, why would I want to play with Larry Bird and the Celtics? Your your boy, uh, Pistol Pete, wanted to sit on the bench. Bill Walton wanted to sit on the bench so they can get a ring. Oh, you do you think I want to be with Bill Russell and win, what, 11 out of 13? No, yeah, yeah. I'd rather lose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, what's his end game? I, I don't know. And I'm looking at McKinney tonight. He's a little bigger. Uh, at least he looks a little bigger as far as physical stature. He's knocking down shots, so he's got a little more, just a little more aggressive three-point shot. He, he's... I don't know if he's as athletic, but he gives me a dynamic on offense that can really help this team. I feel like the McCaw boat has come and gone, and I think his opportunity to stay with this team is gone. Well, they have his rights. I mean, it, they got his rights. Where is he going to go? I don't even I, know what the logistics are of him, of him signing the trade deal with him? someone else. Is that what it is? I don't know. It's almost like who cares? No, I, Am I being negative bringing him up? I no, just I was no. thinking about him watching McKinney tonight. I'm going, that could have been McCaw's minutes. All right, that is going to do it for Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Up next, it's the Chris Townsend Show. we got a great one planned for you, and it's all coming up right here on 95.7 The Game.